0: Welcome to Blaze and Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and today I got my co-host, my all-around good friend, my my partner in crime over here, Michelle Saunders Guts. Michelle, how are you
1: doing? Hey, I am doing pretty good. I'm uh, here in the Lee Summit area today, and it is just a little bit rainy, but we've got some Chief Spirit going on. Well,
0: you guys needed it because um The uh, Chiefs definitely made a statement, I think. Um, We have got a bunch of divisional games to talk about. And I know you caught a few of them, and so did I. Let's touch on Baltimore because, you know, Baltimore actually beat who they were supposed to beat to actually become a, the opponent of the Chiefs. Let's talk uh, touch on Baltimore versus Houston. I was very surprised because I saw a little bit of that game, and I was exceptionally surprised at how Houston
1: just didn't bring it. I have to agree with you. I was disappointed, actually.
0: I actually picked Houston over Baltimore. And I was, like, apparently wrong because I was like, well, okay then. (laughs) Uh, Because Baltimore came out with a little something uh, to say. And, you know, Houston didn't play up to what I believe they could have. They just did
1: It was like 34 to 10. Yeah, it was around that score. And I know the quarterback was very upset. You know, I think he was really intense. In the game, and needed to settle down, and there was a whole mirage of things. But I think the expectations on him were really high.
0: But the thing was, uh, up until this game, he was playing at a very high level, and playing at a at a level where where I expected Houston to actually hold their own, and they couldn't do it against Baltimore. I mean, that the defense just couldn't stop them. Baltimore did whatever they wanted against that defense. Baltimore got the win, um, and so now they advance to the championship game. The other game that I saw a little bit of, and I was very surprised, was Detroit versus uh, uh, Tampa Bay, I believe it was. And that was interesting. Now, now I felt Tampa Bay, I think this is a running team. They didn't play up to what they could have.
1: Well, it was 31-34, to 34 and they did fight hard. I mean, I did watch the game. They went back and forth, back and forth. At one point, I thought they were going to overcome, you know, the, you know, the, the, their behind score. And then it just seemed like they couldn't because Baltimore just, just kept playing and playing so hard. You know what I mean?
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So was it, you think then, I mean, if it was 31 to 34, that's actually a pretty close game. So maybe, you know, it just came down. I mean, to me, that, that just comes down to a few goals. Uh, heck, not even that, maybe a two-point
1: conversion. Well, it, yeah, I think there was a a, a player um, that If there's a few things that transpired, but I can't remember all of what happened there because I didn't watch that game as intently... As I did the other games, you know, I just kind of skirted it and watched it, you know, a little bit. And then I there was the other games that were I was really more concerned about. But, you know, I I was disappointed because I did want Tampa Bay to win. You know, I thought they would potentially, but I knew they'd get a good run for their money, you know. Well, and, and apparently,
0: you know, and I think now you have to sit back and go, okay, what did, you know, they came this close and, you know, I think had they maybe, you know, kicked another field goal or done some things right, maybe they could have gotten that win, but you know, they, it just didn't happen for them.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it was down to a missed field goal or penalty or, you know, I, I like I said, I didn't watch it as closely. I knew they were at one point ahead, you know, and then they got behind and then they got ahead and then they got behind and, you know, then they couldn't hold their lead. I'm talking about the Bucks here.
0: Oh God. Doesn't that sound familiar? Because, uh, yeah, we'll get into that Chiefs game in a minute. Um, let's do this. Let's take a break. And then I want to cover another team but, and then we'll get to the Chiefs because uh, yeah. Um, But let's touch on our sponsor real fast, and that sponsor is uh, Faithfield Supplements. You know, guys, have have you guys noticed that, like, you know, with the kind of weather we're having, this cold spout, like, you're just not feeling up
1: to par. I don't know about you, Michelle, but I, like, I've just kind of felt just, ugh. I think a lot of people have. I think there's vitamin D deficiency going on. Teresa and then we're not getting the sunlight and this is a time of year where people go into depression it's after holidays and you know it's just your immune system starts to drop and then everyone's getting colds and flus and coughs and you know it's just that's why people go and spend time in Florida or you know they try to go somewhere warm like Arizona or you know it's just it's it's a tough time of year for people. Well, that's why
0: I'm really glad we have a company like Faithfield Supplements. That's why, uh, because, you know... Um, You can actually take a supplement like a multivitamin and and stuff like that. And, you know, we're working on other good products as well. But if you guys want to kind of give your immune system a boost, go to www.faithfuelsupplements.com forward slash store. Uh, Use the code BNG, BNG, and you will receive 10% off your first order. So go check that out, guys. You know, especially now. We all need it. We need that little leg up. faithfuelsupplements.com forward slash store. That being said, uh, the game I want to highlight before we get to the Chiefs, San Fran versus Green Bay. Now, I honestly thought that, you know, Green Bay... mm, No, I honestly thought San Fran was going to get the win, and they did. I mean, they played. And I've said it before. I mean, of all the teams that I think are left San Fran really kind of gives me pause because they just are that good.
1: I mean, Michelle, did you you saw a little bit of that game I think, right? I watched the whole game. So give us your take. At first I thought that it was evenly matched. I know that they were playing in San Francisco or, you know, at their where they play in their stadium and the fans were crazy. Nuts, too. You know, really supporting them that does not help the team that's coming in. And I do think that Green Bay gave them a run for their money. But I do know they they didn't stop. They were fearless, and they just went at it, went at it, went at it, went at it. McCaffrey played his heart out. Brock Purdy did a great job uh, overall. He kept his cool, you know, at first he needed to settle down a little bit, but then, you know, he had to really just keep his cool. And I think they have some incredible, you know, receivers, tight ends, you know, the whole offense, defense they played. That, see, that's what
0: concerns me. That offense is like lit. That offense is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, it was
1: you, yeah, fun to watch the game. It was fun to watch, but you know, I was I will say I was leaning on the 49ers um you know just because McCaffrey, you know, is the son of Ed McCaffrey who I have supported when I was a fan of the Broncos. Um he's just like his dad in so many ways and uh, it's just fun to see.
0: And I and I, and I'll tell you it's like for me it's like I'd really
1: rather see someone beat the 49ers but that's uh, yeah that's a tough haul. Well, and Shanahan, their coach. He's Kyle Shanahan. He he's a great coach. And so, you know, I just I mean Green Bay really played well too. Um, you know, the the quarterback um that was Jordan you know, Love, groomed, yeah. Jordan Love. Yeah, he played well, too. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, talent that he exhibited on the team. And, you know, the Packers played hard, really hard, but they didn't win. And when it comes down to this, you have to win. You know, and I think Love made some rookie mistakes. I did hear some of that. Yeah, he did one. I think he threw one. One ball. Yeah, now as I recollect, because there's so much you have to retain um with all this. Um, but I remember there was a throw and one of the broadcasters said, Oh my gosh, why did he throw there? You know, I mean it was like a a rookie call, you know what I mean? And I think that's what you're referring to.
0: Yeah, because if I remember right, it, it ended up in an interception because he threw it across his body. And uh, and you know, and he got picked off. So yeah, I think you know. I do. I think Jordan Love can turn into something good. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I do. You know, um, but it's just going to be kind of a bitter taste in his mouth for a little bit. Yep, as it should be.
1: Yep, that's part of being a rookie. You learn. You learn. We all go through those things. And sorry for the fans. You know, Green Bay has some great fans, right? Well, they
0: do. They have a wonderful fan base, you know, but I think, I think, uh, you know, going into next season, they're going to have some, they're going to, okay, what can we do to make this a little bit better? So, okay. So I think we covered all the teams so far. The only two teams that we did not cover are the Chiefs and the Bills. I watched that entire game. That of all the games that I watched,
1: That was a heart attack waiting to happen. It was very nerve-wracking for many, 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 many fans on both sides. You know,
0: because I mean, the Chiefs-Bills have a rivalry, and it was, you know, it's pretty well known, but I'm sitting there, and I'm watching, and I'm like, you've got to contain Josh Allen. That guy, he was just running his heart out, and like... And and the Chiefs really seem to struggle to contain the run, in my opinion. That's at said, times, yeah. Yeah. At yeah, times they, they did. really Yeah, they really seem to struggle to contain the run. But what I did see is Mahomes step up and do what we know he can do. And and I'll give props to um Jay, uh Kelsey. The dude was actually finally catching balls and not dropping them.
1: Yes. He
0: about was playing the Kelsey. Time.
1: Yeah, the Kelsey dance. I mean, he was doing his thing, and he was very motivated. And on his game, really playing outstanding football, it was really fun to watch him.
0: Well, and it was about time because, I mean, the the last few games, I've been seeing him drop balls, and I'm going, come on, dude. You can play better than this. we had a
1: lot of challenges, you know, with the – but, I mean, I think, you know, there's that spirit, you know, you know, of hey, we're going to try to win the Super Bowl again. You know, you know, Jason Kelsey retired, right? And that's Travis Kelsey's brother. Then there's been rumblings about whether he's going to retire. But you know, I haven't listened to his New Heights podcast. so I've I,
0: listened to a little bit of it, definitely not one because there's a good deal of cursing in the show. And it's definitely not one to have kids around for. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't handle that. Exa- yeah, I get you. Too much of that. So, but I, I thought, you know, um, getting back to the game, I mean, I was just sitting there, especially in the later period of the game, I'm sitting there. But I. the Chiefs did exactly what they had to do to get the win. And I. so I thought, kudos to the Bills fans, You, your
1: team fought hard. They did, but that kicker. I mean, you know, the the kicker, he had to take down all the social media. He was getting death threats. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not cool. No, he's getting death threats and everything because he, he, he missed the kick. If he would have missed, if he would have made the kick, they would have been at least tied, right? But I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, there's nothing worse than being in the hot seat and then having all that pressure and everything on you. And then you miss the kick. I mean, he's not alone. There's many that have done that. But, I mean, the rumblings right now is, you know, he's had to, you know, take down all of his social media and everything because people are upset. That's, I get
0: being upset, but seriously, death threats to the kicker of a team. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. That's uncalled for and unacceptable. It's imbalanced and somebody's off mentally there really bad or lost so much money or something, <laughs> but still, I mean, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. No, no. Wow. Um, you know, but I will give it to the Bills. That team fought hard. They played hard and, you know, it, that wasn't a gimme game for the chiefs at all.
1: No, it was a great game. Um, you know, they, they had to, you know, I watched my homes and, you know, no one took anyone for granted. I mean, they had to earn that win. I mean, they're back and forth. And, you know, Butker. thank God he was doing his thing. And, you know, Pacheco, his uh, machine. Oh, he's so fun to watch. He's a machine. Yeah, I think he's one of my favorites,
0: honestly, just watching him do his thing. I'm like, yeah, just give that boy the ball and let him
1: run. Yeah, he just ran and ran through and ran through, and Patrick was on point, and Kelsey played, and, you know, they all did a great job. Chris Jones, he stepped up, and the offense, and, excuse me, defense, and then the whole team played. It was all well-rounded, all the way around. Played like champions, played like, you know, the Chiefs typically will play, you know, The season started out to be kind of a rough go. And um, I'm just glad to see that they're stepping up and they'll be preparing for their big Sunday game against the Ravens.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be Chiefs uh, versus Ravens and then San Fran versus Detroit.
1: Yeah, the Lions are good too, and they're fun to watch. So
0: that being said, let's get into our picks and then Michelle you have someone that you want to highlight.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be fun to do that. So
0: um let's talk about San Fran Detroit. Given what we've seen from both
1: teams, who do you who do you think is gonna take that game? Well they're playing it in San Fran. So I'm gonna lean on San Fran. Unfortunately
0: I think you're right. I, I I think Detroit is good, but I don't think they're good enough to beat San Fran. I just don't I think um I think Brock Purdy and uh, and that offense is just too potent. Um, I think they're going to have their way with the Lions. I just, I cannot see Detroit shutting him down.
1: I think that they're going to try awfully hard.
0: You know, well, they're going to have to because, I mean, the problem is, the problem isn't um, whether, you know, they can actually score points. I'm certain they can score points. I think the onus is going to be on their defense. I think the onus is going to be on Detroit's defense to shut Purdy down. And given the amount of weapons he has given the speed at which they play, I am not all that confident that they that the, the uh, Lions are going to be able to succeed.
1: You know, it'll be interesting. I I I don't think it's going to be the Lions, but I mean, you know, everyone has off Times, but I just I think they're too focused on the win and too focused on going to the Super Bowl and working hard and being. I mean, Brock Purdy is. I mean, when he gets focused, he is so focused. And then Shanahan, they're serious. They're all serious, very serious players.
0: They're a very focused team, and I think, and I think that they just ha- they're going to bring a little too much for the Lions to handle. That's. Yeah. So that being said, let's move to the AFC game. Now, obviously, I don't have to ask, but I will. Chiefs versus Baltimore. Who do you think? I know we're rooting for the Chiefs, but who do you think will
1: win? Well, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I mean, because to my knowledge, Baltimore isn't known for
0: their defense.
1: I think the Chiefs, if they play like they played the last game, they're going to win the game.
0: I would t- I tend to agree. I think the only contingency that I would say is a little concerning is uh Baltimore's quarterback. The reason it being not that he can throw, a, a lot of quarterbacks can throw. He's another Josh Allen and you've got
1: to contain him. Well, there's no doubt there's going to be pressure on that guy and they're going to have to play that way all the time, all the way through. Cuz Lamar is a Incredible, incredible quarterback.
0: He is, and so I think you know you're going to have to keep an eye on him. I would actually, if I were the Chiefs, they better assign someone to your job is to keep your eyes on him. Don't worry about if if he's throwing the ball. If he starts running, you start handling. They are going to need, yeah, they're going to need someone to watch who strictly whose job is to strictly watch him because I otherwise. He can run. And I think he, if, if if he's allowed to get into a rhythm, that's
1: going to be a real problem for the chiefs. It'll wear them down. It will wear them down. And um, it's just, you know, it's, I think like anything, when you're performing at the level these guys are performing and you have, you know, you got to rest and recover and they're not, all having time to do that as much so i mean they could be really really adrenaline based in how they perform
0: yeah that that and my my question is also then wait a minute what about um you know what about the injuries i mean how how injury laden is the chiefs going to be going into well
1: the game? yeah and they are by the way they are playing um at two o'clock central time and they are playing at the Ravens location, okay? And then they do have injuries, you know, they do come out with their injury list and, you know, that in itself is always challenging. And I don't know, the the list won't be published quite yet for who's going to play and who's not going to play there. Um, I do have an app that I use for the Chiefs I keep up on all their happenings and everything and that's always something I try to keep up with especially around pre-games and things like that and I'm sure they're doing all kinds of things this week but you know they are not playing at home. No and I think that's going to factor in too. So this last game that they played wasn't at home and 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 Mahomes has been criticized for not winning games that weren't at home.
0: I was just gonna say that, like it shut down a narrative that Mahomes could not get a road win in
1: the playoffs. Well, he just did. So, you know Yeah, and and I will say yesterday they did come up with like there's Sky Moore's got a problem. He's a player wide receiver, and then you've got Derek Naughty, um, the offensive tackle and Trey Smith is out sick. Um And, you know, Mike Edwards has a concussion. Now, here's the concern I have. They got Isaiah Pacheco with an ankle and toe injury. And then they've got Rasheed Rice, who's a wide receiver with a hamstring. And Kadarius Tony, wide receiver hit. And then they've got, you know, another wide receiver.
0: So that offensive line is just getting hammered with injuries. I mean, they've got
1: quite a few. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's quite a few. Now, Baltimore has less. They have uh, their wide receivers, got a knee injury, uh, Tylan Wallace, and then Mark Andrews. Tylan has an ankle. The linebackers got a shoulder um, center or, or the CB. I don't know what that rock is in. Got a knee injury. And so, you know. It'll tell you if they practice, if they don't practice, things like that. So I sure hope Pacheco can play.
0: Yeah, as do I. Otherwise, that's going to really hurt the Chiefs, I think, um, because that guy is, I mean, they've got a backup uh, running back, but let's face it. (laughs) uh, He didn't practice.
1: He didn't participate in practice.
0: Mm, Okay, well, we'll have to keep an eye on that. All right, let's do this, Michelle. Let's go ahead and move. From that, because um, I, I think it's clear, I think Chiefs Baltimore is going to be the game to watch.
1: Um, and so, and. But 49ers too, that's going to be a great game. They're all going to be good. I don't know when they play 49ers. Uh, if they play on Sunday, I, they may play on Saturday. I think, I'm not sure. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, they play on Sunday. Okay. So.
0: They're going to be the late game, it sounds like. so. Okay. Right. Okay. Well. Let's do this.
1: You have a coach to highlight. I do, which is so cool. Um, John Harbaugh, uh, Harbaugh, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Harbaugh, you mean Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah. Okay. He is actually highlighted um by Sports Spectrum um because he um quotes the Bible. Um and he did that after the last win that they had. And um I think that's pretty cool um, because, you know, they were celebrating dancing in the locker room. And when he began his post-game press conference, um, he didn't point to himself or his team, but to God in his word. And he said, um, and this is quoted by Sports Spectrum, um, in their post, they have a Facebook post and, face, and they you can go to sportspectrum.com. Um, but they're saying this is something that was said to me before the game and just was meaningful to me. So I'm going to share it because I think it's the right thing to do. It's a verse from First Chronicles 29.11, ERV version. Greatness, power, glory, victory, and honor belong to you because everything in heaven on earth belongs to you. The kingdom belongs to you, Lord. You are the head, the ruler over everything. There's an amazing spirit on this team. He talks about the Ravens uh, in this, and I just want to give honor and glory where it's due. You know, that's phenomenal because our pastor at Vineyard Church, KC North, was talking in the last sermon about how we tend to have worship, you know, um, but we worship everything but God. (laughs) We want to worship football players. We want to worship celebrities. We want to worship, you know, uh, our idols, right? You know, money or, you know, we worship, you know, I don't know. or we worship artists and art or, you know, going on. But the bottom line is he is an example of someone who's saying, let's worship the creator.
0: Let's play the game, but worship the creator. Let's
1: worship God because God
0: is the one who gave the talent. You know, and the thing about Harbaugh, he actually came on my radar because he actually spoke at the pro-life walk that happened up in Washington at the pro-life march and you know and people were actually approaching him and he's like no i just think and i don't i don't remember exactly what the quote was but uh you know he was very very supportive of like pro-life issues and i and that really kind of hit my radar like you're getting ready for a football game and you took the time to do that that tells me a lot
1: about you yes so i mean i think that's really cool um So it's encouraging to know that there are coaches out there in the NFL who do see the value in giving God glory for their wins and for their team. And, you know, it just is really awesome. So, you know, we know Patrick Mahomes prays and always tends to give God glory in his, you know, his success. And there's, I think, a few others like Harrison Butker and the Chiefs that are that way too, but you know, this there, and there are some coaches that are out there and and we know Brock um, uh, does on, on the 49ers. um, He gives God the glory too. I mean, we've, we've highlighted him and I know there are other players too that play even on the 49ers that do give God glory for their success. So it's, it's really, for me, It's encouraging as a believer in being an NFL supporter.
0: Yep. Yep. I would agree. Well, with that, uh, I think we need to kind of wind this thing down. Uh, I really think we've got two really good games to keep an eye on and watch, and I'm really looking forward to it. So. Yes, we we'll be very,
1: very much in touch, I'm sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh so all right. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming. And uh I love doing this show. I really do.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. It's fun. Two crazy women talking football and with the Losh man who he brings his input and insight into it. And absolutely. Uh, it's and- just it's just fun. I mean, I know a lot of women who are like, Oh, I love the fact that you and Teresa are doing that. You got, you two talk, you know, about football and everything. So that's so, cool, too.
0: Yep. With that, guys, uh, I'm Teresa Blaze along with Michelle Saunders-Gutch. And
2: we're out. Hey, welcome one, welcome all back to Losh Across the NFL, a special segment of the Blazing Gotch podcast that you can find on Facebook, on Instagram, and at www.blazinggotch.com for Thursday, January 25th, 2024. Hope you had a blessed 2023 and that 2024 is off to a great start for you and your family. Gonna start off with some NFL news as always, and all this comes from uh, NFL.com this week. Uh, um, on the twenty third, uh the uh, NFC NFC um, news uh NFL dot com. The Raiders have uh former have hired former Chargers general manager Tom Telesco as their new general manager. The Las Vegas Raiders have swiped a former division rival to lead their front office. All signs pointed to the Raiders hiring former Los Angeles Chargers GM Tom Telesco as their new GM. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported, and the team uh, made the official hire Tuesday night. Uh, They were also expected to interview former Bears offensive uh, coach uh, Luke, uh, Getzy, uh, for their, uh, offensive coordinator position this week. They were also, uh, expected to, um, <clears throat> interview former Browns offensive coordinator, <clears throat> excuse me, former Browns offensive coordinator, um, Alex, Alex Van Pelt for their same, for that same position. Um, also from midfield.com, the Atlanta Falcons <clears throat> have a second interview with Texans offensive coordinator, Barry, uh, Slowick. Uh, scheduled for later this week for their head coaching position. Uh, they're also expected to send a contingent to Detroit for a second interview with Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson and defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. The Falcons were scheduled to interview Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris on Tuesday. This comes from three different NFL network insiders and now yours truly. The Chicago Bears had former Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane and, uh, Waldron, um, as, as have hired him as their new offensive coordinator. The L.A. Chargers um, and Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh are expected to meet again soon regarding the team's head coaching vacancy. Harbaugh arrived in uh, LA on Tuesday. This comes from NFL Network Insiders Micah Garofalo and Tom uh, Palacero. Uh, the NFL, uh, in New York football giants are questioning an interview with Bills linebackers coach Bobby B- Babbage for their defensive coordinator position, says NFL network insider Tom Pelissero. Brian Johnson will not return as the Eagles offensive coordinator for, uh, said, uh, Palisaro. Uh, the uh, four and 13 Washington Red Commanders, uh, consult, uh, <clears throat> conducted an in-person interview with Texans offensive coordinator. Uh, Bobby Slowick for their head coaching position on Tuesday. Uh, NFL network insider Ian Rappaport said, and like the uh, Falcons were expected to, uh, send an uh, interested in Detroit uh, coaches as well. <clears throat> Your, um. NFC divisional round games and results. Baltimore Ravens 34, Houston Texans 10. Texans CJ Stroud 19 of 33, 175 yards. Baltimore's Lamar Jackson 16 of 22, 152 yards, two touchdowns. Texans Devin Singletary, nine carries, 22 yards. Baltimore, L- L- Baltimore's Lamar Jackson 11 carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns. You can usually always count on Jackson having uh, not only good passing stats, but also leading the team, the uh, Ravens team in rushing. Texans, Nico Collins, five receptions, 68 yards. Baltimore, Zay Flowers, four receptions, 41 yards. excuse me san francisco 49ers 24 green bay packers 21 uh packers jordan love 21 of 34 194 yards two touchdowns two interceptions uh 49ers brock purdy 23 of 39 252 yards one touchdown packers aaron jones 18 carries 108 yards 49ers christian mccaffrey 17 carries 98 yards two touchdowns packers romeo dobbs four receptions, 83 yards, 49ers George Kittle, four receptions, 81 yards, one touchdown, Detroit Lions 31, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 23, Buccaneers Baker Mayfield, 26 of 41, 349 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Lions Jared Goff, 30 of 43, 287 yards, two touchdowns. Buccaneers Rashard White, nine carries, 55 yards. Lions uh, Jameer Gibbs, nine carries, 74 yards, one touchdown. Buccaneers Mike Evans, eight receptions, 147 yards, one touchdown. Lions uh, Amon St. Brown, eight receptions, 77 yards, one touchdown. Kansas City Chiefs, 27. Buffalo Bills, 24. Chief Patrick Mahomes... 17 of 23, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Bills Josh Allen, 26 of 39, 186 yards, one touchdown. Chiefs Isaac Vacheco, 15 carries, 97 yards, and one touchdown. Bills Josh Allen, again, another quarterback who is often expected to have not only good passing stats, but also leading his team in rushing. Bills Josh Allen, 12 carries, 72 yards, two touchdowns. Chiefs Travis Kelsey, five receptions, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Bills Dalton Kincaid, five receptions, 45 yards, Chiefs have now have the longest AFC playoff streak um, in in the NFL of nine years. Uh, Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, become the uh, the have the most postseason touchdowns by a uh, quarterback and tight end duo in NFL history uh, by the end of this game. And uh, how did I do on my predictions? Well, I'm not proud of this, but I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest and and, uh, transparent. I got in a hurry to make my predictions public, saw Buddy's uh, predictions on Facebook and said, yeah, I'll just copy and paste Um, and uh, never again. I promise. Um, I learned my lesson. Forgive me but I said the Chiefs would win. Number two, I said the Lions would win. Rest assured, had I picked them all right, I would have done it right, I would have picked all four correctly. NFL Conference Championship games coming up. Sunday, uh, uh, January 28th, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, 1 p.m. Central Time, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm saying the Chiefs win. Detroit Lions on San Francisco 49ers, 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, saying the 49ers win. These two games decide. Who goes to the Super Bowl on February 11th, uh, three days after my birthday and the first day of my first 2024 vacation? My special feature this week, the 10 best NFL Conference Championship games of all time according to Yahoo Sports. Uh, Number 10, the Mud Bowl, 1983. The Miami Dolphins beat the New York Jets 14 to nothing in the AFC Championship game known as the Mud Bowl. Dolphins linebacker A.J. Duhie made three interceptions in the game, including one in the fourth quarter, which he ran back for touchdown. Number nine, the Freezer Bowl in 1982. With a kickoff temperature of nine degrees below zero and a wind chill of minus 59 degrees, the uh, Freezer Bowl became the coldest game in NFL history. Note, the Chiefs and the Dolphins' recent game uh, became the fourth coldest in NFL history. The Cincinnati Bengals uh, defeated the San Diego Chargers in the Freezer Bowl 27-7. to Number eight, Kansas City Chiefs-New England Patriots 2019. Tom Brady led a 75-yard drive that concluded with Rex uh, Burkhead's two-yard touchdown run in a 37-31 victory in overtime. Brady was 30 of 46 for 348 yards. The final quarter regulation saw the Chiefs and the Patriots combined for 38 points. Now, I don't know many Chiefs fans, including myself, that would see this as a greatest game, okay? So maybe a little bias there, okay? But it is what it is. Number seven, the Fumble, 1988. On second down at the Denver eight-yard line, with the Browns needing just five yards for a first down, Bernie Kosar handed the ball off to Biner, who had the uh, had the first down and saw a chance to score the tying touchdown. The Broncos uh, Broncos Jeremiah, Jeremiah Castile closed the gap to meet Biner, who instead of uh veering left, straightened to avoid running directly into Castile. Although Castile did not stop Biner's progress and bring him to the ground, he managed to knock the football out of Biner's hands at the three-yard line. Castile Steele recovered the fumble at the three-yard line, giving the Broncos possession of the ball and preserving the seven-point uh, edge. The Broncos ran three plays to gain a total of nine yards while forcing the Browns to use their three remaining timeouts. Uh, the uh, ensuing fourth down, Coach uh, Dan uh, Reeves had his punter Mike Horan take an intentional safety rather than punt out of his own end zone. After the ensuing force uh, free kick, the Browns were thwarted on their last drive when a Cozar hail mary pass came up short. The Broncos won thirty eight to thirty three. Number six, Peyton Manning beats the Patriots two thousand seven. Peyton Manning led the Colts from eighteen points down in the second quarter and a game winning on a, and on a game winning eighty yard drive late in the fourth quarter for a 38-34 victory over the. New New England Patriots manning through for 349 yards and one touchdown and brought his team back from a 21 to three deficit. The biggest comeback in conference title game history. Number five, the drive 1987 Broncos quarterback, John Elway in a span of uh, five minutes and two seconds, led his team 98 yards and 15 plays to the uh, game. <clears throat> To tie the game with 37 seconds left in, in regulation, uh, Denver won the game in overtime by making a 33 yard field goal, pulling off a 23 20 win over the Cleveland Browns. Number four, Elway leads the Broncos to a win over the Steelers, 1998. After falling behind early, the Broncos led by Terrell Davis's 139 rushing yards and a defense that, that uh, <clears throat> forced three Cordell Stewart interceptions led by 10 points leading into the fourth quarter. But after Pittsburgh pulled to within a field goal on Stewart's 14-yard touchdown pass to Charles Johnson, the Broncos faced a crucial third and sixth situation with two minutes left. Elway, who was still in pursuit of his first Super Bowl title, punched his fourth ticket to the Super Bowl by completing the the game-clinching pass to Shannon Sharp, who is now uh, co-host of uh, a uh, a show on ESPN. I believe it's called Undefeated. Number three, Patriots uh, top the Ravens uh, 2012. Chaos ruled before Billy Cundiff rushed onto the field and attempted a game time field goal for the Ravens. The kick missed, and the New England advanced to yet another Super Bowl with the 23-20, 23 20 victory over the Ravens. Number two, Chargers shocked the Steelers, 1995. Chargers linebacker Dennis Gibson preserved the victory with just over a minute left by knocking down the fourth and three pass thrown by Steelers quarterback Neil O'Donnell. Number one, Bengals and Chiefs, 2022. Evan Richardson McPherson kicked a 31-yard field goal with 9 minutes, 22 seconds left in overtime after Joe Burrow led a furious second-half comeback. They got the Bengals to the Super Bowl for the first time in 33 years with a 27-24 victory over the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC Championship. Another one that I don't know any Chiefs fans that would likely see this as a greatest game, okay? And, of course, I speak as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So I hope you've enjoyed this Lost Man Across the NFL segment. Hope you're enjoying the Blazing Gotch podcast overall as much as we enjoy bringing it to you each week. And it's always, more than anything, hope you are living in and enjoying a daily walk with the Lord Jesus Christ who created you, loves you, lived for and died on the cross of Calvary, then gloriously rose again the third day for you and wants a relationship with you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but will have eternal life. Isn't that awesome? Well, until next time, we love you. And if we don't see you here, we'll see you in the air with the Lord. God bless. We'll see you next time here on Wash Me Across the NFL and the Blaze and Gotch podcast.
0: across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. And if you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it.